Everyone knows how to play poker. Poker, poker. But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. Joining us once again, everybody, Big Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez, as we come to you from South Florida with another edition of Poker Action Line, and lots of stuff happening all over the world, Spent uh, mostly with gambling, just strictly gambling, casinos reopening out in Vegas and all over the place, uh, different things happening in different parts of the country. Uh, I can tell you right now that here in South Florida, we do not have any poker rooms open yet. Uh, but we probably will by the weekend. So uh, we'll take a look, uh, you know, at South Florida and some of the things happening here. I know the Seminole Hard Rock uh, had a great success up in the Tampa Casino, in the Tampa Poker Room, uh, as they opened a couple of weeks ago. And there are some places over on the West Coast that are getting going. So, uh, Joe, what do you think? Uh, South Florida going to jump into the, f- the fray here soon? Uh, well, listen, the, the news that I can tell you is that uh, in Dade, Miami-Dade County, the casinos will be opening up this Friday, June 12th. And our casino will be opening up, uh, Casino Miami will be opening up June 12th at 9 a.m. in the morning. Uh, we will not be having poker, Dave. I know and, that and they're I, delaying I, well, they're, that till at least July. I think most poker rooms probably will not open until next month. Is that pretty pretty a clear message that you've gotten? That's that seems to be the general trend that I'm getting. Um, my guess is it's because of um, you know they're limiting the amount of guests that are allowed to enter the casino. I believe we're at 25 percent, which you know could represent anywhere from 500 to 700 guests at any time, uh, depending on the casinos. So, you know, as as well as some poker rooms do down here in South Florida, uh, you know, it just, you know, slots to revenue just makes makes a lot more than than poker and the designated player games that are down here. But I do know that they are having plans to open those things up. My guess would be if phase two comes in, Dave, which would, you know, assuming everything goes well in phase one, we will be hopefully going into phase two, uh, maybe towards the end of the month, early July, and that'll allow us to go to 50% capacity in the casinos. I believe at that time is when they'll open up the poker rooms in, in most places. Well, I mentioned the poker room at the Seminole Hard Rock in Tampa. been open now about 10 days. Uh, again, that two-week incubation period for the coronavirus, which everybody seems to have forgotten about, uh, you know, we'll have to see what happens when that uh, that 14-day period basically uh, comes through, and then that could put the kibosh on everything, especially when people are not wearing masks out west. Uh, the stuff we've seen at the casinos out in Vegas, people absolutely uh, refuse to wear masks in the, for the most part. And it's been basically a suggestion and not a requirement by the casinos. Well, I don't know which way it's going to work out down here, uh, Dave, Joe, but um, uh, I'm telling you right now that um, I was told that if any any employee tests positive, the casino will be shut down again for another two to three weeks. Really? So Any so employee? Any employee in the casino, um, you know, uh, 
will initiate us having to shut down for, you know, two minimum of two weeks, put it that way. I don't know. I don't want to say three weeks, minimum of the 14 day quarantine period. And um, so we are going to be following strict guidelines all the employees. Um, you know, there's a procedure at our casino where we have to all now go in through one entrance, get our temperatures taken. So we will, you know, none of the guests will be allowed to be in the casino uh, without their masks on properly. None of the employees on the floor. So again, it's it, it. They're taking this very seriously. We obviously don't want to go through another shutdown. So that's what they're doing. At least what I was told in Miami Dade. Uh, I would imagine Broward is going to follow suit. Well, let's be honest. It seems like a lot of lip service for the virus because. For the last two weeks, we've been looking at the demonstrations nightly, daily, nightly, all over the country, all over the world for George Floyd. Uh, he was uh, buried today. So uh, it's been two weeks since he died. And since then, it's been an incredible amount of protesting and and unfortunately, some violence and looting as well. But not to get into too much of that tonight. Obviously, it has little to do with poker. But uh you know, people have been demonstrating and the focus of the media has been almost completely on that. You hardly hardly see any stories about the coronavirus on, on, the, on the news and CNN was, and places like that. I was making the exact same comment here to my, to my family, my wife and I, my daughter's discussing that. Some of the people uh, over the last few days when I've had to go to, you know, start preparing for, for the opening on Friday – uh, but that does not mean, Dave, I know it is funny that no one's talking about it, but guess what? I expect to see a spike, and so do, I guess, most of the experts in around the country because of what's happening, you know? so Supposedly, we are seeing spikes in a lot of states. Uh, there's about five states that have had their worst amount of cases uh, since the virus began over the last five, six days, the Florida including among them. But people, you know, are are very weary of it. They don't want to think about it or talk about it. And let's face it, uh, you know, even if we have some kind of second wave or a big spike, I don't see society getting shut down again. Uh, Trump will just not uh, put up with that. Well, uh, my guess is, is that you're right, Dave, but it all depends on how large the spike we get. I yeah. mean, uh, I remember hearing Dr. Fauci at the beginning of this saying that if we didn't do this the proper way, the second wave would be even stronger than the first. Dr. Fauci, and, who, who's that? Uh, Fauci. We, have, we, Fauci. Haven't, we, we haven't seen him for, for, for at least two weeks. I don't think. Yeah, I know. But I'm talking about what he used to, what he said before he pissed oh, yeah. off a certain somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> and uh, I know they don't want to hear that. Uh, I know the stock market has, you know, remarkably come right back, um, which, you know, from a personal standpoint, I'm happy about. But, um, you know, we still don't know how volatile the, the, the economy is going to be. There's way too many people that are unemployed. And um, like I said, for me, when people when sports when sports teams start having games in front of uh, stadiums, that's when you, we've turned not only turned the corner, but we're looking at it in the rearview mirrors. Yeah, I think that we're, I think we're at least a year away from that. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, World Series of Poker uh, obviously just made the original announcement that they were putting off the live uh, games and the, and the 
whole celebration of poker until the fall. But uh, they had great success online with uh, their super series for the uh, online circuit. And uh, they're still battling some of those out as well. So they came up with an idea and released it, uh, I guess it was yesterday, uh, that they will have uh, an online series. It's called the WSOP Online Bracelet Series. Uh, apparently doesn't replace the regular World Series, but will fill the void in between now and then. And this will have 85 online bracelet events. Uh, the first or most of the first ones are going to be on WSOP.com. So that is in only just two states, uh, Nevada and uh, New Jersey. So those are the only people that are going to be able to play in those. They have 31 events from July 1st through the 31st, one event a day. And then uh, overlapping that will be some international events on GG Poker that does not take American players. So uh, they'll start out. And uh, I think those pick up like July 19th. So there's going to be some overlapping there. Those are 54 events uh, as opposed to the 31 that will be on WSOP.com during the month of July. So they've released their whole schedule. uh, WSOP.com has. And people can get on there and look. Most of the buy-ins are much smaller than the normal events we're used to out in Vegas. Most of them are 1,000 or below. There is a high roller for 3,200. But it's going to attract a whole different group of people because of the, uh, you know, the the lesser cost of getting into these things. Uh, they made the announcement yesterday, and today there was some reaction from players, and I want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, very interesting piece online into Twitter by uh, Brandon Shaq Harris, and most of the players listened to what he had to say, either agreed or disagreed. So I want to talk about that in just a minute, but let's talk about some of the events. You have to be, as I mentioned, within the borders of Nevada or New Jersey to play. It doesn't mean you have to live there. You can uh, go and uh, stay with somebody or go stay in a hotel in one of those two states and play online. So that's a good possibility. And then uh, the international events will pick up later on. If you want some kind of comparison, there were 14 online bracelets in the original schedule this year. And so now there's 85. Uh, The question remains whether things will change over the next few months and whether they'll be able to put together some sort of uh, World Series uh, of poker during the fall season. Uh, Online versus live. Will players buy it? Um, yeah, I believe they will, Dave. I honestly no choice, they really, will. do they? I wish I was allowed to play from here because those are prices I could afford to play at some of those tournaments. And I would love to be able to do that because you don't have the added expense of having to fly, rent, you know, get a hotel room, your meals over there. Um, I have a feeling that when this is all said and done, this is something that may be added on not at the time of the world series, like, like the traditional time, you know, you'll have your few online sessions, but this could be something that could be run, let's say November, December, you know, run 20 or 30 days of, of tournaments. Uh, so this way people that can't afford the flight over there, but can afford these prices in these tournaments, um, I have a feeling this is something that could be very big for them going forward. 
Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's take a look at some of the events. It kicks off on Wednesday, July the 1st, with a No Limit Hold'em kickoff event starting at 3 p.m., $500 buy-in. Uh, the next day will be a $1,000 uh, no limit hold them eight handed deep stack tournament. Pretty much all these start times are three o'clock almost every day. So uh, noon in Vegas, 3 p.m. in New Jersey uh, because of the time difference. Uh, some of the other highlights, there's a PLO eight. By the way, they cannot play uh, seven card stud. No, they can't play the the they, these are basically all flop games because right. they, they don't they're not able to play them on WSOP.com. Uh, whether Gigi will do some later in the year, I don't know. But there's not going to be stud. There's not going to be Raz. There's not going to be horse and uh, all these games. So it's pretty much no limit hold'em and PLO, and wow, not even I I not even PLO eight. Software for that. Well, they just were, it just wasn't a priority back then. You know, it seems like maybe eventually they'll get that together and there'll be places that are able to do it. But there is a monster stack that's a $600 buy-in. That is on July the 10th. There's a big, not a big 50, but a big 500, they're calling it, since it's a $500 buy-in. That's on uh, July the 12th. There's a high roller on the 14th, which is $3,200 buy-in. There is a $777, a couple of them, actually, events uh, that are played throughout the month of July. Uh, PLO six-handed. Uh, will be a $500 event on uh, July 20th. There is an Omaha 8 event on uh, the 28th, Tuesday at 3 p.m. with $1,000 buy-in. So uh, there's a summer saver. There's knockout tournaments. There's, uh, uh, you know, different types of freeze-outs and high rollers. There's a seniors event, which is at the end of the series out there in uh, – in, in uh, Vegas, uh, WSOP.com on July 30th, that's a $500 buy-in. And what's basically the main event of this 31-day series is going to be on the last day of the month, a Friday at 3 p.m., $1,000 buy-in. So uh, the bracelets are there. Uh, what do the bracelets mean for something like this? Basically, one-day <laughs> events, Not they're all online not going to be these three and four day events where you grind it out and the final tables are, uh, have a lot of attention and that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I wonder if they're going to limit the amount of uh, entries into these, uh, tournaments, if their servers are able to handle, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands. I mean, I well, remember that's, and if it's there, heyday, that's, if there, that's if there's the demand. I, I don't even know if that will be true. Well, so far, I would I would wager that it would have very large numbers based on the numbers we've been seeing just over the last month and a half and some of these um um you know online sites that have said their revenue has gone up 60%. So I don't know I think it will work. Well, I want to read uh, the Brandon Shack Harris who did a he did a big uh, thought about it and uh I want to tell I want to just kind of put out what he's what he has said. So uh, let me see if I can uh, bring up the size here. Um, He says, this is a presumptuous tweet since I'm obviously not a part of the WSOP, but I'd like to get ahead of things if it's a possibility. If there's a chance that the WSOP uh, 
has planned on only postponing live events until later in the year, as was brought up earlier, then it feels like having this online series for a bracelet is double dipping to compensate for income loss due to shutdowns only at the expense of their brand. Uh, I've had nothing but uh, great interactions with WSOP chairman and staff and take pride in competing on their platform. I'm not trying to create heat for them, but I have concerns about the quality of their product and potentially how they view the quality of their product, giving the decision to go ahead with a large online format. Uh, I see no issues with having an online series with a prize separate from a bracelet. My assumption is that a chance of a bracelet is not what people feel is necessary to generate traffic, but I think it is short-sighted and only hurts the overall health of the product. I also feel like people are always happy to compete in online events in general. I would, and I'm not even a no-limit grinder. If there is to be a WSOP outside of an online series, I feel as though it should be for a different prize, trophy, ring, jacket, and a main event seat or free entry into a corresponding live WSOP tournament. But I don't feel that as messed up as potentially holding three WSOP Europe bracelets from different as different series from bracelet glory. Uh, so he says, I worry that I will find myself more apathetic to attending events. If most of our revered brand isn't concerned about their own image and value. I always struggle with the idea of trying to represent this community and I need to see more positivity and moves that demonstrate the integrity within it. So that's basically his point. Uh, let's first get your thoughts on that. Well, <laughs> he believes, honestly, that they're cheapening the bracelet, obviously, by putting this on. Right. Um, I don't know. I Listen, guess what? If they are intending on having to address the first part of what you, the conversation of his, what he started with is if, if he is looking to um to have the the live tournament then yeah this this is a money grab this really is a money grab because no dealers are going to benefit from this right none of you know none of the other establishments you know that 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 benefit from from the thousands and thousands and thousands of people that go to their to the restaurants so you know to keep the like as he see i believe he said the the, the brand name alive um yeah that 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 would be kind of disappointing, you know. Um, and then it definitely would cheapen the bracelets. But if they don't have any live WSOP, I don't know about you, Dave, but this this wouldn't be a bad replacement for it, in my opinion. And if I was able to win one, well, hey, it doesn't have to be the nicest bracelet or, or something. It could say it, but I'd still be proud to wear it, say that I won a WSOP uh, bracelet. Uh, once again, I'm not playing professionally or on, I'm not on the tournament circuit, you know, going from tournament to tournament. Um, so I may not be the right guy to ask. I don't know how you would feel, Dave, but if I entered one of these things that I won and they shipped me a, sent me a bracelet, I, I'd wear it very proudly. Yeah. Well, I guess it depends on what you play too. A lot of players don't play mixed games. Someone who does is Randy Ohel. He says, uh, it. It's not a WSOP with only flop games. 
So everybody has their own look at it. Uh, Heather Alcorn, who's a poker dealer that, uh, you know, we've seen play in, and I think she won a casino employees event one year. Uh, she says, wow, this is great. I'm going to get to play in these things instead of dealing them. So there's different uh, choices for different people. Exactly. Like I said, for some people, this is going to be, you know, very important to them because, um, they can't afford the, the larger amounts, you know. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, this year they had a lot more $1,000 and, and less tournaments than they've had in any other year in their history, correct? They were going to do a lot of the yeah cheaper, you know, uh, buy-ins. Um, and again, if you live in – because in New Jersey, you're going to probably have people from Pennsylvania, Delaware, New York, you know, just – finding a place to stay in New Jersey so they could get in there. And most of California, I would imagine the poker players are just, you know, I don't know, depending on where you live, get into Nevada and be able to play. So uh, again, uh, like that dealer said, she usually has to deal. Now she can play. I wouldn't have a problem with it. I would enjoy it. Uh, love to make that extra money if you're lucky enough to make it to the final table and, and take one of them down. And if I won the tournament, I'd have no trouble, you know, uh, with with my bracelet. I'd be very proud to tell everybody I want a bracelet online, <laughs> plain and simple. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, here's a couple reactions from some players. Daniel Edema says, uh, you know, he says, uh, it's over. You, what, what's next? You get a WSOP bracelet for seven card 21 playing Jack, ba- Jack, Blackjack in the pit next year. <laughs> some of the leaders of the poker world need to start a new event series, support it, and boycott the WSOP in their money beehive. Something like full tilt poker live events without the robbery. Uh, yeah. Dan Zach says, I think it's an awful brand decision, trying to care less about these things, but I got into poker as an 11-year-old watching the WSOP on TV. In the past few years, have been the first ever to dampen the magic of the series. Well, let me tell you something. 2020 has already been a crazy year. You know, it's going to have an asterisk just about next to every, every sporting event uh, this year for one reason or another. Um, you know, why not the WSOP, you know? Um, I gather we'll, we'll be pretty much split. I don't know if it'll be 50, 50, but I believe it'll be close to it of people who accept this. And I could understand the disappointment from the professional players and the ones who strive to earn these bracelets. But, uh, you know, I don't care if they put an asterisk next to it, the pros are, go- are not going to like that, but a, an amateur player who, who gets a chance to play in their dream, even though it's not inside the Rio you know, it's not going to have an issue with it. Well, At least that's my opinion. Let's compare it to the NBA, for example. If they come back and play with 22 teams in Orlando, they play six regular season ending games, and then they have uh, a qualifying for uh, the basically the postseason tournament uh, and save the Milwaukee Bucks win the title. And a good chance of that. Uh, people are going to be very happy in Milwaukee, and they'll be very excited about winning a title. But people around the world that – that our NBA fans are going to say, yeah, Milwaukee Bucks, but they won that year with the uh, shortened season and the, and the, the phony well, playoffs at Disney World. Well, listen, being that you follow the NBA a little stronger than I do, I wouldn't want to use the Milwaukee Bucks because when the season, when, when everything came to a halt, they still had the number one record in the league. 
but I would imagine your your argument is 100% correct if, let's say, um, uh, a middle-of-the-pack team, you know. Uh, Somehow happens. pulls off a, ch- a title. Exactly. Yeah. It pulls all oh, well, because they had three months off, the other players. You know, I don't think anybody's going to really, really complain if, let's say, the Lakers, the yeah. Bucks won it, the Clippers won it. You know, these were the, you know, the, the preseason favorites to win this. But now the middle of the pack or even worse, a, a lower seeded team happens to come out of this because of this. Yeah, we're going to be talking about this for years, Dave. Yeah. We're definitely Joe, Joe going to be Costello. talking about this. Joe Costello, you have any thoughts? Uh, I see you leaning forward there. I know you're a huge sports fan. Uh, I don't know how much uh, NBA is uh, part of your gig, but I know you're a huge baseball fan. Uh, you've been following what NASCAR's been doing. They've come back pretty successfully. Uh, no people in the stands, but what are your thoughts? Well, I think NASCAR has done a great job handling it, especially with the, the virus situation. The protocols have been tremendous. Uh, regarding your talk about a championship and what it would mean, I think you let the historians sort it out because the ring is the ring. And when you wear that ring, no one is going to know it's from 2020 unless you get real up close. Uh, whoever wins this tournament will have won the most unique of championships that we have ever seen. And there's something special in that. And so uh, it all depends on your perspective uh, I think whoever is the champion will uh, feel great and prideful of it. Certainly much more prideful than the Houston Astros. Well, think about the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> That's a shot right there. Just bang Gold- out of nowhere. Golden State's won several titles. This year was a disaster with the big injuries, players leaving the team. And they were basically maybe the worst team in the NBA. Uh, I, I got to wonder how they feel about this whole thing. But that, they obviously will not be traveling to Orlando. Well, they think it's great, obviously. Uh, you know, you win a bunch of titles. You can't win the title every single year. Even as a New York Yankee fan, we know that, although we don't act like it. Uh, we're the ones <laughs> We're the ones who should be yes, most, you do. We're the ones yeah. most angry about this because clearly it's all a conspiracy to stop us from winning World Series number 28 which was pretty much a lock this year. Um, Certainly we're a little disappointed, but bottom line, I don't think anybody, I know in my NHRA drag racing world and the people that I'm talking to, for the most part, we're just eager to return to some semblance of normalcy and whatever that looks like, as long as it doesn't look like us sitting at home with nothing, which is what we've had, I'm okay with it. And this tournament idea, yeah, it's a little... Interesting and unique and different than what we're used to. Let's go. Let's do it. Because uh, like with the NASCAR races, we're not missing the fans at all. No offense, fans. They're coming to Homestead Miami Speedway this Sunday. There's a race on Wednesday night. When the checkered flag is out there, the person who wins the race, they don't feel any less prideful of their accomplishment of winning that race because there's no fans in the stands. They did something impossible. Except when they climb out of that uh, driver's window and there's nobody there to cheer them on, that's a, that's a real disappointment. It, it's a, I, I, you know what? As much as they're a little <coughs> bit disappointed, I think when they go home with that big check and they sit in their big house, they're they're feeling pretty okay about it. And yeah. I'm entertained, and I'm at home. I'm entertained by it. I'm enjoying it. So uh, they're doing a service for all of us, getting out there. Joe, go ahead. I, I wanted to say. You know, and, and uh, you know, racing, obviously, as Joe mentioned, you don't, I hate to say this, and I'm not saying this to downgrade the, the fans, but the racers don't need the fans. 
You, know, you understand? Because they're not hearing them while they're racing right. in that car. They're just hearing their pit crew and the instructions. And it, it, it is the same sport. And granted, basketball is basketball. We played it as kids with nobody in the stands cheering, just, you know, your teammate, you know, depending on how you played it. But we know that that does motivate NBA players, Major League Baseball players. Football players, I, I understand they hear it, but, you know, with that type of sport there is another one that I think can get away without having the large amount of numbers for the excitement of the of the game. I'm eager. We watched the Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, and they talked about the practices uh, with the Dream Team and that those, the people who participated all said that those were some of the most compelling basketball games that have ever happened on earth. Why? Because of the interaction between the players. Well, with no crowd, all of a sudden a little smack talk between some players is going to be picked up very easily on microphones. I think there's going to be a totally different dynamic. And is it going to be better? Is it going to be work worse? What's it going to be like? Momentum switches, all that stuff. As you said, the crowd getting involved uh, in, in, in football, you know, the 12th man. I don't know. But I'm eager to see it. Like, this is a one-off. Let's have this experience. Yeah. Well, how about uh, when you look at the uh, NBA playoffs every year? There's millions of people watching. There's only about 20,000 people at the game. I mean, obviously, the high rollers that like to buy those uh, nosebleed price seats uh, in the uh, courtside, uh, you know, st- uh, seats, you know, they're obviously going to be very disappointed and not going to be there. But the average fan isn't going to go to an NBA playoff game anyway, for the most part, even in their hometown. So uh, that won't be too much different. Uh, but I don't know how poker uh, relates to it directly. Poker to that is what are you talking about as far as these these tournaments yeah. involved, Dave? Online, being online? online versus a live tournament. Obviously, that's that's a big difference right there, first of all. I, okay. Now, I've played in both. I've, you know, uh, for the better part of the last 15 years, I've been more online than, than live uh, for me. But um, I enjoyed the hell out of playing, you know. Uh, as a matter of fact, I found it less stressful playing online than live. Uh, people will probably argue, well, that's one of the things you have to overcome if you want to win a bracelet, you know, in one of the big tournaments. Uh, but I don't know. Um, I guess for for the people who are who are professionals, who are true professionals, and uh, they grind the tournament and and cash games. I, w- I, I could imagine it is disappointing because if you do win, you want to win with a crowd. You know, you, you want to have the cameras on you. So that that being said, that could be a disappointment. But for, like I said, the regular Joe, that, that money and the excitement of just being in the tournament, I, I think it's, it's, they're not going to have a problem with it. Well, one thing we know for sure, if for some reason I play in a WSOP event online, <laughs> There's a much smaller chance that I'll be penalized than I would be if I was there. (laughs) No missing those blinds. Exactly. Okay. Let's take our first break on the show. Uh, Lots of other news to talk about. There's some other Florida places opening this weekend. Uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay downs. The silks poker room is opening on June the 14th. Uh, Today, I believe was the opening day at orange park. Uh, also Daytona Beach and a few of those. So let's take a break here on the show. And, uh, of course, 
you can always pick us up on SoundCloud or Spotify. Uh, subscribe to the show. Rate it. Uh, drop in a, a comment that uh, we can pick up. Maybe make the show a little bit better. We always like your input. Uh, certainly would like to find out what your thoughts are on the WSOP online versus whether they're going to have one later in the fall, a live series, depending on what happens with the coronavirus. Anyway, let's take a break. Lots of news. The Mike Postel case was dismissed. Shocking news for a lot of people, but Joe's not so surprised. Let's talk about that. When we return, you're listening to Poker Action Line, and we'll be back after these messages. This is Poker Action Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You gonna finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... (laughs) Sometimes, though. (laughs) You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. We need a new stuntman. Let's break for lunch. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the show, Big Dave and Joe. Joe Costello popping in from time to time as we get his valued opinion. Uh, Also, uh, I mentioned the Daytona Poker Room, which uh, uh, actually opened on Memorial Day. It's been a few days, so it's been a couple of weeks for them. And uh, they did require masks there, ID required, a few uh, special uh, requirements there. There's also a poker room. I don't know how much you know about it. It's called Orange City. It's actually located in the Orlando area, about 30 miles north of downtown Orlando, in between DeBerry and DeLand, the north north of uh, Orlando. I believe it is run by the Daytona people, the Daytona Beach people. Yes, it is. I think it was was a second uh, license that they had, and uh, it's been open for a couple of years, but that is the first – you know, real Orlando type of room that's, it's been going for a while, but uh, for a long time, that was, there was such a dearth of uh, a play in Orlando that uh, we didn't know if they were ever going to come into the century. Well, let me tell you something. Um, A friend of mine who was up there uh, was talking to me about that place and um, trying to remember exactly what he said about it, but that they weren't, Strictly following, like, you know, everybody didn't have to, you know, some of the players at the table didn't wear masks, others did. Uh, 
that's what he was telling me about this place. He goes, have you heard about this place? And I told him, I said, I believe that's the place that Daytona uh, opened up. It's probably about an hour from Daytona, you know, as you head towards right. Orlando in that area there. So uh, that's all. I can't verify that. I, you know, I haven't gotten confirmation, but uh, the gentleman who told me that, you know, <laughs> yeah, is someone that I trust a lot. So well, uh, yeah. A room that's been open uh, for a couple of weeks, best bed in Jacksonville, obviously doing very well. You said you saw an online post that they were actually hiring dealers there. Yeah, as uh, the post was the, and I don't want to mention the person's name because I don't want to get it wrong, but uh, was saying that they were looking to hire dealers as either permanent or temporary, you know, or temps or part time um, to please, you know, send your resume, let them know. So, again, uh, maybe some dealers just couldn't wait it out, got the different jobs. Uh, you know, it, it, that to me just tells me that they didn't get all their people back. Maybe some decided they didn't want to come back because, you know, the risk was too much for them. So uh, that's that's I would imagine that's good news for poker dealers, obviously. Um, uh you know, I'm hoping that we don't lose any of our dealers looking for work and going up there. But, uh, you know, that they're asking for dealers, that's got to be, in my opinion, that's a positive sign. Well, they're, they're at 50% capacity at a lot of these rooms. Uh, I would think that dealers probably have, uh, you know, less ups than normal. They would, but uh, so so that being said, you would wonder that if, okay, if we're at 50% capacity, they would have had more than enough dealers to cover this, you know, yeah, even if right. they split the, even if they split the shifts, you know, how, however you work that out. If, if I've got, you know, dealers that are servicing 50 tables and now I've got 25 tables and I didn't have shortages, guess what? My problem wouldn't be looking to, to fill deal, you know, uh, dealer slots, but, how am I going to try to give as much work to everybody, equal amount of work to everybody there should be the problem instead of looking to hire new dealers. Uh, by the way, the interesting point about Orange City is that they're actually playing nine-handed games, and we're not seeing that a lot of places. Uh, most of them are six that I've heard of, uh, some of Hard Rock Tampa, uh, s- several other places over there. I know that this uh, Silks Poker Room at Tampa Bay Downs Racetrack opens on Sunday. Uh, they're even going to try some uh, tournaments, I think, as well. Tampa Bay uh, Greyhound Track uh, is open for uh, tournaments Tuesday through Thursday with a $1,000 guaranteed prize pool for a $60 buy-in. So they're dipping their toe in. Uh, Silks is going to try a uh, daily fogging of the poker room overnight to kill pathogens, uh, electrostatic fogging with a chemical that eliminates the coronavirus. So they're do- everybody's doing their best and are actually competing on how clean they are. Well, let me tell you, I know what we've done, uh, which was, you know, amazing, but um, they have to, because I, I would imagine if we've got to close down, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, if we've got to close down if someone with just one employee test positive, I would imagine that's going to be the case for all, all of these rooms. And with some of these lax, you know, policies that I've been hearing, you know, chances of that occurring could be a lot greater. Yeah. So, you know, going through that on a daily basis, they have to go through that. 
those places because the poker is is a large part of their revenue. Um, once again, like I said, down here, it, it is a large revenue uh, stream for a lot of the rooms down here, but not for every single one. And the ones with the slot machines, I think that's going to come first, at least for this first month that, that we open up the casinos again. Another big poker market is uh, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. especially around the Philly area. Some of the big rooms there, Parks and uh, River House and uh, some others there. Uh, the Rivers Casino is actually uh, located in Pittsburgh. They're going to be open. Uh, I guess they opened yesterday or possibly today, uh, not for poker, but for their casinos. So uh, uh, one of the other ones is the Meadows Casino in, or in the Pittsburgh area. Um, according to the Philadelphia Choir, the uh, the Pennsylvania Gaming Control Board said flatly that no poker rooms are authorized to operate due to players handling cards and chips. So uh, separation at the slot machines is okay, but poker tables not okay in, in uh, Pennsylvania. Well, Dave, honestly, outside of Florida, where else are they thriving with poker? Where else are they looking to do what, the, you know, what Florida has done? Um, California has it yet. Yeah, obviously, they have a, Nevada. They have, I think they have a few casinos open, not rooms. A few. Not poker, but. And, and let me tell you, you know, remember, those are rooms that have 100, 200 tables. Uh, yeah, right. right. Yeah. Commerce. Has, exactly. The bike. I know the commerce has at least 200 tables. And, and, and so, uh, you know, when I read these chats on, on, the, on the Facebook page and everything, you know, all the dealers from out of state referred to the state of Florida. Look, they're doing it over there. Let's let's us do it. Uh, yeah. I'm just curious to see what the numbers are going to be in the Tampa area in the next two or three weeks, uh, or if they haven't already risen. Because uh, I can't imagine that the numbers aren't going to go up just a little bit. And with all the, uh, you know. Um, all the peaceful protest marches that you know, some of the protest marches that that have gone around the state. We've had a lot of them down here in South Florida. It's going to be interesting to see how those numbers, uh, whether they spike up and um, how they handle that, because I believe it will affect the gaming industry uh, if there is a large spike in those numbers. Yeah, uh, as far as Vegas goes, most a lot of the casinos opened last Thursday. Uh, a few of the poker rooms opened, including the Venetian and the Palazzo. I think the other one that opened was uh, South Point, uh, which is not on the Strip, but in that area. Um, I did read a story that says uh, that Venetian was uh, pretty packed. It had 19 tables running, all five-handed games. We had talked about them <laughs> playing four-handed games. They're actually playing five. And uh, Palazzo was basically empty. Uh, MGM Grand uh, Casino was this guy said it was the slowest I have ever seen it. Uh, they have plexiglass at the table games, and uh, you know, you, there's different stories about different games, but uh, a lot of people are playing the three card poker and the uh, ultimate Texas Hold'em and some of that stuff, but and of course, video poker. But uh, there's not a whole lot of uh, rooms. I heard, I think there's really three rooms right now in Vegas that are open. For poker rooms, well, like I said, uh, I haven't been following that. All I know is that I saw uh, uh, 
my daughter showed me a picture of the cosmopolitan. I could tell from, from some of the sites. And I don't know about what you Dave, but man, it's almost no one had a mask on. Um, I was trying to tell her that the, uh, the craps tables were six, you know, six players. And she goes, no, look, they're, they're all full. And I said, no, as I look carefully, I said, there's only three people playing on one side, but there's about seven people right on top of those people playing, looking at the action. And not one of them was wearing a mask there. You know, yeah, the this, employees that, were. this guy talked about the Cosmopolitan. And he said, uh, I could count the number of non-employees wearing a mask on one hand. <laughs> so uh i'm telling you uh it's crazy i i don't know what to make of it dave i really don't uh i just know that they're making it difficult uh i mean rightfully so in my opinion for us to open up to make sure that we're following all these safety guidelines and uh other parts of the country aren't so <laughs> This is going to be this is going to be a conversation we're going to keep having week by week and uh, depending on how the numbers are. Yeah, uh, nice article on Card Player Magazine by uh, by Greg Raymer, who is writing regularly on them. He said it's now the time is, is to be selfish and wear a mask. He says wearing a mask in these rooms is important because you know if you want uh, these rooms to stay open. Uh, then be selfish and wear a mask. He said, if you don't follow the procedures suggested for whatever reason, you're increasing the chances of spreading the virus. And if these newly opened poker rooms become hot spots for virus transmission, they will be shut down. So uh, the last line he says is uh, pretty interesting. He says, if you want your poker room to stay open, do your part, wear your mask, follow the safety rules. This will make it more likely that you, the staff, and other players don't catch the virus and make it more likely that the room will stay open. It's hard to have fun playing poker if the rooms are closed, so do it to be good, do it to be safe, or do it to be selfish, but wear your mask indoors, especially at the poker rooms. I, you know, I couldn't agree with him more. Now, knowing the many spoiled players that we have here and listening to some of these comments that we have from people who believe they're entitled not to wear a mask, I think he's right. You know, we need to show this because, Dave, I think this may lead to quite a few poker rooms closing down, you know, uh, do that, that they're lowering the rate just to, to, to bring back the players. And um, with the added safety procedures going on, you're going to be dealing probably less hands. So lowered rate, less hands, less revenue. Um Poker's expensive uh, because it's labor intensive, Dave. Yeah, you know. And um, I, I, again, we, we the poker community is going. You know, the poker rooms are going to need the help of the poker community. If you want to keep playing poker in a lot of your rooms, you you're going to need to support these five six handed games until you know things improve and and changes are made going forward. But um, it, He's very right there. If we don't do something to help the poker rooms, uh, you, this industry is 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 going to lose some some rooms, uh, maybe some very qualified uh, dealers and supervisors who are going to need to find you know uh, work in, in another industry. So it's a trickle down effect, in my opinion. That if you start losing those rooms, you're going to lose a lot of capable you know people who help make these rooms and your experience in them uh, enjoyable. 
Yeah, well, it's very sad, though. A lot of people feel this whole thing is over, and it's far from over. Uh, I think in the smaller places around the country, you know, obviously New York had their uh, their huge problems, uh, almost overrunning their health system, and they have come back now and made a huge comeback. So eventually it will happen at places, but a lot of the smaller towns that really didn't have many cases before are starting to spike up. So, again, you have to keep an eye on this all the time. And, uh, you know, it's, don't don't feel like, oh, I don't have to wear a mask because the president doesn't wear a mask or I don't have to wear one if I'm outside. That's probably true to some extent. And just because we see people at the beaches and stuff like that, you know, still, uh, it's better to be careful and, and hang in there. Yeah. Listen, you, you see some of these posts on different social medias of uh, one moron who was at Walmart. I don't wear a mask because I woke up in a free country today, you know, Yeah, <laughs> and, and so on. And I don't have to wear a mask. And, you know, the, the, the ignorance of some of these people. And guess what? I, I, that's fine. That's your belief. But don't 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 put your belief on top of me. If, if the science proves that we need to social distance and wear masks until there's a vaccine, then that's what we should all be doing. Okay, let's take one last break here on the show. When we come back, we'll talk about the Postal case uh, dismissed from court. And uh, obviously, he's just going to walk free, Scott Free, which is kind of shocking on face value. But there really was no court system in the the country, probably, that would, you know, penalize and enforce those gambling debts. So we'll see what happens. Joe, we'll talk about more when we return. We'll be back. You're listening to Poker Action Line. Pick us up on SoundCloud, Spotify, rate us. Tell us what you think, all kinds of things that can help us uh, make this a better program. And we'll have some guests, some poker room managers uh, that I'm in conversations with over the next few weeks to talk about what's happening in their rooms. We'll be back after these messages. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. And their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the play-for-free demonstration and hope that you will join us 
when the Play For Real game becomes available later this year. From the vantage point, Mafatu saw six war canoes drawn upon the beach, but what held the boy's eyes in awful trance were the figures springing and leaping about the flames, darting, shifting, bounding toward the sky. The eaters of men. Cannibals. Firelight glistened on their oiled bodies, on flashing spears and bristling decorations. Mafatu watched the strange scene, powerless to move, and he felt doom itself breathing chill upon his neck. In that very instant, he heard a crashing in the undergrowth. Four figures were tearing toward him through the jungle. He could see them now. He turned and ran blindly down the trail, slipping, sliding, stumbling, his breath all but choking in his throat. Only one thought gave him courage as he ran, his canoe ready and waiting. If only he could reach it before the savages overtook him. Explore new worlds. Find out what happens next by reading the book Call It Courage by Armstrong Sperry. For other great book ideas, visit literacy.gov. A message from the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. segment of the program big dave and joe as we finish things up here on a uh on a tuesday night here and uh we are underway uh in a lot of places around the state of florida not in date or broward yet we are waiting to hear uh, what's going to happen but the casinos apparently will open this weekend down here in south florida and uh, as the month of july uh comes around we may have poker back again soon but they do have poker in different places around the state. Uh, a few places out in the Vegas area, New- the Orleans is, is so poker room is open. I know that South Point, a couple others. Uh, where, where is South Point, Dave? Do you know, it, in it's, Vegas? I think it's actually uh, outside the Stanley limits. And what's it called? Uh, what's the little uh, suburb area? I can't think of the name of it right now. It's uh, where there's a lot uh, of stuff happening. Laughlin, Laughlin, not Laughlin. Uh, just right outside of the, uh, maybe about three, four miles from the strip, Somerville or something like that, okay. Sumlin or something like that. Anyway, uh, I don't have the exact uh, in point in front of me. But I do want to talk, uh, by the way, if there's anybody out there that likes to listen to the show and get latest in poker results, find out who's winning tournaments, there's not a whole lot going on, but there, there is the Super High Roller Bowl online. <laughs> And Justin Bonomo won a huge tournament there, won $1.775 million. Uh, it was his third Super High Roller Bowl title as he beat Mike Adamo in head-to-head play. Uh, some of the players at the final table, David Peters, Dan Shack, Sam Greenwood, as they finished up out there. But a uh, big tournament there. Maybe we'll look at some hands uh, next week uh, from that. Let's get to Mike Postel, and we know that uh, named in the lawsuit were uh, Stone's Gambling Hall, Mike Postel, the player, and the tournament director, Justin Caritas. The judge in Sacramento from the United States District, uh, his name is William Shubb, Eastern District of California, put out a 24-page opinion dismissing all charges against the three defendants, putting an end to a $30 million lawsuit surrounding one of the biggest cheating scandals in recent poker history. Uh, if you didn't hear the story and you've been under a rock, uh, Postal won roughly 250 grand by getting the uh, live feed on his telephone so he knew what other players were, uh, what their hands were. Picked, well, that's what we're assuming he did, right? Because well, there was no I, proof of it. There's no absolute 100% proof, but, yeah. you know, this is, you know, we're looking at, uh, you know, pretty certain. And uh, Well, it, I, listen, 
pretty certain they would have filed criminal. He had charges. a phone in his lap. They know that, and uh, you know they actually couldn't uh, pin it down. Uh, former Stones employee Veronica Brill was the one who aired her concerns, and then uh, play people like uh, uh, some of the some of the podcasters, uh, Joey Ingram, and some of those others. Uh, published several long pieces uh, and and analyzed the hands and felt that there was no way he could have won all this money without cheating. So uh, supposedly the whole cards uh, were coming to him on that telephone. He was holding it on his lap. And I don't know how other players couldn't see that or prove it, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, more than 80 players were involved in this lawsuit against the three defendants. And they filed 14 complaints. The uh, lawyer for the uh, the plaintiffs was uh, Mac Verstanded, obviously very uh, upset. But the reason uh, that they were dis- uh, dismissed, uh, gambling losses cannot be considered damages. Joe, is that what you basically thought was going to happen? Well, I know that for many years, gambling losses, you can't really do much with it. Vegas enacted a law so that they could collect on markers and so on. My reasoning here was, Dave, that since he what they weren't charged with a criminal offense of, of you know grand larceny, stealing, that a lawsuit would be very difficult, even though it's not the same criteria as a criminal case, but without somebody else, uh, you know, implicating him and saying they were also involved in it. The, the the director, the t- camera people, I just figured it would be extremely difficult because no one else on the table was cheating with him, you know, was it was was partnering up with him. So the you know the claims were he had to have been getting a signal. I believe most of the uh, poker world believes that to be true, but just because you believe know that to be true doesn't mean you can legally prove that. And that's why I didn't think this lawsuit was going to go very far. Here was the uh, quote from the, uh, the uh, filing by judge Shub. California's strong public policy against judicial resolutions of civil claims arising out of gambling disputes mandates Mm -hmm. that the dismissal with prejudice of the plaintiff's claims against postal for fraud, negligent, uh, misrepresentation and unjust enrichment uh, must be uh, must stand. Uh, he did dismiss Postle's charges with prejudice, which means that the lawyer could have filed an appeal in order to continue the legal battle against the cheater, the alleged cheater. Uh, Shub also left an opening to continue the fight against both Caritas and Stone's Gambling Hall, as some of those charges were dismissed with leave to amend. Plaintiffs are granted 20 days from the date of this order to file an amended complaint, which uh, Mac for standing says he will do. He says uh, his quote was disappointment is not a strong enough word, but we will continue to fight with an amended pleading in the interim. I would encourage everyone to read the judge's opinion, which is detailed and well-written. My admiration for our clients has no bounds. That was the quote. So uh, looks like he's going to walk. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, uh, and I and Dave, let me tell you something. I believe those laws were there more to protect the players, uh, <laughs> in the sense of uh, I don't know if California they allow markers for gambling. I'm sure they do in some places, unless it's a law over there. But 
you know, that was from most of those laws, I think, were enacted so that the casino couldn't go after people who had lost a lot of money and had taken out markers. This is being turned around on the other side, going after the casino itself for allowing a cheater to play. Okay. Well, uh, I'd like you to expand a little bit about on why you were not surprised at all that this was the final ruling. Again, I... My my not being surprised wasn't based on their law because I didn't know it. I just didn't think something would come out of this because there was no criminal charges against anybody, you know. Um, without the criminal charges that, you know, there was a complete intent and, and cooperation by different parties to, to cre- you know, commit a crime, a felony, to, to fraud, to steal, um, somebody's opinion of who went over all these hands to me, wasn't going to be strong enough to allow somebody to get money for this. And um, again, I'm not a legal person. I'm just going based on, on what I had read and seen so far in this case. Uh, Like I said, the poker community in general probably feels that he was cheating. We just don't know how we, we have an idea, but we just couldn't pinpoint it. We, you know, we didn't have that smoking gun, Dave. Final without thought. that smoking game. Yeah, exactly. Final thought on it on this though. Uh, obviously, Postel is not going to try this again because uh, you know his life was on the line. He got away with it. Will this uh, open the door for other people to feel that there's ways they can cheat? Dave, if there's gambling involved, there's always going to be people who think they could cheat it one way or the other. Marking the cards, you know, trying to give hand signals. This is it. This is this is nothing new under the sun. What? <laughs> that's the reason casinos have cameras, the eye in the sky, because people will continue to try to cheat if they think they can get away with it. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for the show. We'll keep more uh, an eye on this. And uh, uh, Joe uh, Costello has a comment about. Yes. Yeah, so, well, not about that per se, but uh, your comment earlier. Uh, I went to Apple Podcast and checked the reviews for the show. And I just wanted to let you know that there are a couple of reviews up there, but a totally unacceptable amount. So we need the Poker Action Line audience to go to Apple Podcasts and write a review for these guys. They're working their tails off every week. Great stuff. Business of poker. Come on, get on there and do it. Five stars. Yeah. You can also uh, drop me an email if you want. Uh, BigDaveLem at HotDamnMail.com. Big Dave Lem, L-E-M, at Hotmail.com. And uh, I promise uh, if you do that, I will get right back to you. Uh, let us know what kind of guests you would like to see. There's all sorts of things you can do to uh, make this show better. But first of all, tell your friends about it. Rate it. And uh, if you're on SoundCloud or one of the other special uh, places, you can share it with an email or with a text to somebody. And we hope you will do that as well. Joe, thank you for uh both shows so thank you for uh, your contributions tonight appreciate it and uh, we will keep an eye on what's happening with the poker rooms opening uh joe could be back to work by our next show in the casino oh, i will be i will be <laughs> so, we'll discuss this off the air now. And, and you'll give us a first-hand account i'm sure of yes, what's happening. Sir. that's gonna do it we'll catch you next week uh on another edition of poker action line uh, certainly uh, always stuff to talk about in the world of poker. Love to find out what people think about online poker for the World Series this year, this summer, and uh, whether you think it's going to replace the live action. There's certainly a lot of stuff that's, that could happen. 
uh, and still to be decided is what's going to happen with the coronavirus and and hopefully not a second wave or anything that will uh, you know keep us from playing again. I don't know if uh, people will uh, would be able to put up with us again. You know, people didn't know what was going to happen. Now they've lived through it. There are a lot of people who will not put up with having uh, the economy shut down. Joe, your thoughts on that? If we have to shut down the economy again, <laughs> I think we're going to have a lot more rioting in the streets. Rioting? Uh, Suicides? Yes, I believe so. So uh, let's pray that that it doesn't come to that. So um, I, I don't want to see that either. I, I'm very eager and happy to be going back to work. Yeah, obviously our, our best wishes to everybody that is back to work. Do a great job and uh, bring honor to the game. People that are not playing uh, or not working at a poker room and are just waiting for something to happen around the corner. Uh, our hearts are with you for sure. We all want to get it back out there playing again. And uh, all I can say is about this online tournament that starts in July. Uh, I think we should support it. Uh, you know, there are people that are not always happy with the World Series, but we need to keep supporting poker in any way we have it. I agree. That's going to do it for us. Uh, we'll catch you next week on another show. Poker Action Line, we'll work on some guests and we'll have some fun talking about the great game of poker. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies. 